Welcome to the Devote Digital Marketing Podcast. Get ready to learn the latest tactics and strategies that'll take your business to the next level. And here are your hosts, Carly Andrews and Marcel DePaula. So today is a little bit exciting for us because uh, we had one of our viewers, uh, Jesse, ask us to do a specific topic. So we had a request. Yeah. Uh, so Jesse has asked us to do one on YouTube SEO and how to rank in YouTube, which is a really interesting topic, I think. Um, if you think of any different channels, so we've already touched on Facebook and Instagram's algorithm. We've touched on Google's algorithm. But essentially, anywhere, any different channel um, that's online today has an algorithm of some kind within its little ecosystem. So if you think of eBay, it's got an algorithm. Amazon, it's got an algorithm. YouTube has an algorithm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of these platforms have an algorithm and their core function is to keep you on their platform as long as they can. Um, So today we're going to look at what YouTube's algorithm is and how you can rank your videos in YouTube searches, which is the second largest search engine in the world. And it's owned by Google, if you didn't know that as well. Mm. I think a lot of people forget about YouTube. They kind of get focused on conventional, traditional SEO, which is optimizing for Google without realizing that most people nowadays or just as many, nearly just as many people are searching on, on YouTube as well as Google. So they're equally just as important as each other. Um, and like Kylie was saying, just as there is a whole algorithm that powers Google and all these other search engines, YouTube has its own set of rules and algorithm that, that it likes. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So the kind of breakdown of the topics that we're going to cover today, um, number one, we're going to look at keywords. And so just like Google, <clears throat> sorry, just like Google, Amazon, eBay, um, there are keywords which you need to put into your video, um, whether it's in the title, the description, you saying them, that will help YouTube to understand what your video is all about. So we're going to look at the keyword research. So keyword research and how you choose the keyword first up. Uh, then we'll look at when you publish your video, Basically, it's a pretty straightforward, but it needs to be high retention, a high retention video. So people want to watch it. Um, thirdly, we'll look at different ranking factors. So once you've published your video, what do you, kind of things is, is YouTube looking at as soon as that video goes live to be able to tell you um, or to be able to, to understand whether it's a video that's worth ranking. Uh, number four is video optimization. So within your, your video, uh, and number five is promoting your video. So you can't just post it up and then cross your fingers and, and hope people find it. You really want to use your other channels and traffic streams to direct traffic back to that video as well. And finally, um, optimizing your own channel page as well within YouTube. So they're the, the kind of six topics which we'll be going into a little bit today. Cool. So let's get started. The first one is uh, getting those keywords. So there's lots of ways to do keyword research and just like there is for Google, there's lots of tools for YouTube that can generate keyword ideas, but you've probably got a pretty good idea already of what your sort of target keywords are. So the best place to start is going to YouTube and just typing in whatever that initial kind of main keyword for your brand is, type that into YouTube. And then what's going to happen is you'll get prompted with a whole bunch of really popular search phrases. So within that search bar underneath it, you'll see probably five to 10 um, other popular search phrases. And they're the ones that you can start looking at. And then once you click into one of those, uh, from there, you'll see a whole bunch of video listings. And then once you click into a video, you'll be able to see what key phrases all of these other high ranking videos have used. 
Um, so that's a really good place to start is working out what's out there, kind of making a list. And then from there, the second part of it is working out which ones are going to be high competition and which ones are low competition. So there's no point in trying to rank for something that's super high competition um, when you can maybe get some lower hanging fruit that's got equally high search volume, but maybe less competition. So it's doing a little bit of keyword research initially and working out what's going to work for, for you and for your brand. Mm, definitely. And when you're searching in YouTube, if I go to YouTube right now and I type in uh, spear fishing, you'll see there it actually pre-populates searches that are popular. And the reason that is important, like Marcel said, is because these are things that people are actually searching, just like AdWords or when you're optimizing for SEO um, on your website. There's no point targeting keywords that people don't look for because uh, if, if it's something really specific that you're targeting that has a really low search volume, well, then you're not going to get the traffic you need. So you have to find this balance between um, terms that people are actually searching and then being realistic about which ones you can rank for. So if I start typing in spearfishing into the search bar on YouTube, it gives me, it prompts spearfishing Australia, spearfishing Sydney, spearfishing shark attack, spearfishing flathead, spearfishing New South Wales, Great Barrier Reef, Western Australia, and spearfishing tips. So if I was looking to post a video about spearfishing, I would consider using some of those keywords um, or, or topics within my video. But now, of course, it needs to be all relevant to what your your actual topic is going to be about. Um, so, so that's important to keep in mind as well. And then the other thing you can do to try and find out, um, it's really interesting, you can do this on your AdWords as well. So you want to actually go into your, your channel, you can go to traffic sources and then YouTube search and you can see how people are already finding your channel and your videos. And, and that actually shows you exactly what they're searching, the phrases they're using to then get back to your videos. And so why that's important is that they might give you ideas for keywords that you hadn't thought of yet. Um, so once you've done your keyword research, um, it's also actually another tip is to go in and find out which channels do you aspire to be like? What are mm. some channels who are maybe your com competitors or, um, or really, really popular channels that you enjoy? And then actually just sort their videos by most popular. And then that's obviously the videos that are getting the most views. And then you might want to consider starting to uh, construct your videos in a, in a similar way to them or around similar topics. If you click on one of their videos that have a lot of views, it'll also be really obvious generally uh, what, what keywords they've targeted. So they'll normally have you know, the, the couple of words in their title, in their description, um, and in their tag as well. So if you spot that that keyword in the three places on a video with a lot of views, that's normally the keyword they've targeted, and then you could consider targeting something similar. Um, so that's one, one to think of as well. The other thing is that when you're thinking of keywords, don't just think of within YouTube. So think of how am I going to rank in Google? Because just recently they've brought out, because obviously Google owns YouTube, they're all buddies and they, they YouTube wants to rank, uh, sorry, Google wants to rank YouTube videos so that some of that traffic goes straight through to YouTube. <laughs> so how they do that is, is typically they'll normally focus on things that are um, how-tos, reviews, um, uh, tutorials, tips, anything with those kinds of keywords in the phrase, in the title, uh, they would then rank that in Google. So if you typed into Google how to hunt Wahoo, we're talking in the kind of spearfishing language at the moment, how to hunt Wahoo, 
the the first video, the first listing that would come up there is actually a YouTube video. Uh, and that's, if it was just called Wahoo instead of how to hunt Wahoo, that wouldn't come up in Google. And then that video wouldn't have the chance to rank in Google and get two to five times as many searches. The, the only other thing I want to add there is when we're looking at um, traffic sources in YouTube, it's important to also look at um, the overall watch time. So like Carly said initially, YouTube's trying to rank for, sorry, trying to optimize for people uh, to stay on their platform as long as possible. So there's no point in getting a bunch of views if people are just viewing a short portion of your video and then just leaving or clicking onto another video. So that sends a signal to YouTube to say that um, your video isn't that great. It's not that relevant to the search term. So when you actually go into the analytics and have a look at traffic sources and look at YouTube search, you'll notice that by default, it ranks um, by the highest watch time to lowest watch time, not the highest views to lowest views. And, and what that means is that automatically you're going to see those key search terms that are going to generate the highest watch time. So in general, when you're looking at any keywords, that's something to keep in mind is that you want to look at the watch time, not the actual views. Cool. So that's number one. So keyword research. So you've gone in, you've found the keywords you want to rank for. They're relevant to your video, obviously. You've chosen a keyword and then you've potentially had a look at how you could try to rank um, in Google search for that keyword as well. So number two is publishing. Um, so when you're publishing your video, pretty much all I wanted to say here was that it just needs to be high retention. So YouTube's algorithm is all about keeping people on the YouTube platform. So they're not going to rank videos that people only watch 5% of. You need to try and get people to watch as close to 100% of your video as possible um, because that's the, the signal that YouTube uses um, to determine whether you've given quality content. Mm. Yeah, and I guess when we start talking about ranking factors in a second, that'll explain this publishing section a little bit more. But essentially, yeah, like Carly said, it's about keeping people on the platform and that's YouTube's end goal. It's how they're making their money through monetization. The, the more watch time, the more dollars they're making and the more dollars publishers are making. So um, there are some key ranking factors that will determine um, how likely your video is to rank. And what those are, are firstly, comments. So um, how likely people are to comment on your video and how engaged people are. So if someone watches your whole video and then leaves a comment and then you kind of get a conversation going, like you form a bit of um, community or a bit of a group around your video, YouTube really likes that. So that's a big tip, tick from uh, YouTube. And that's, uh, that's a positive ranking signal. The second one is people that subscribe directly after watching your video. So that gives YouTube a better signal than if someone were to go to YouTube and then just subscribe. If someone actually watches your video and then subscribes, YouTube sees that video as highly engaging to the point where you've felt so good about the video that you've then gone ahead and subscribed. So you'll see in videos at the end often there's a call to action to, uh, if you like watching our videos, subscribe to our channel. So um, that's the reason that call to action is often there and it's a great tip to add to the end of your videos. And then with the end note on your video, you can actually add a button over the video that allows people to subscribe directly on the video. Um, Click-through rate is, the, is, is another one. So click-through rate is one that we also obviously see in, um, in, in Google organic searches and also in AdWords. So these platforms, again, like Marcel, it's all at the end of the day, it's about the user experience, but it's also about them making money. And so um, if no one's clicking your videos and no one's watching them and then the platform's not making money. So click-through rate as well. So if they do a search and they're constantly going to, you know, the third um, listing on that page in 
YouTube or in Google or anything like that, then that's a signal to YouTube that your video is not as good. And the way to increase your click-through rate, the, the quickest way is just through creating compelling thumbnails and also compelling titles as well. So thumbnails, you can upload custom thumbnails. It's an idea to kind of keep them themed and similar. So if someone sees your video, they should know automatically that it's actually your video because it's got a bit of a brand to it and the, the thumbnail is um, is created really nicely and, and stands out. It makes it just, it, it's absolutely kind of chalk and cheese, the difference between when you do a search and you see something with a professionally crafted thumbnail compared to one that's got like, I don't know, half a blurred hand sweeping across the screen or something. <laughs> and that's that's why you start to see these clickbaity sort of titles. And you probably know of Jake Paul, who's one of the big YouTubes out there. He often I runs don't. these clickbait titles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, he often runs these clickbait sort of titles, which work well for him and his demographic. But I think in a lot of other audiences, when you start running clickbaity sort of titles, people will click onto the video and then immediately click back. So that would send a poor ranking factor signal to YouTube. Um, so that's something to be mindful of that although we want to create a compelling title and a compelling um, reason for people to click to be sure we need to be sure that we're not actually uh, misleading people into clicking a video that that our video is not actually about yeah absolutely that's a great point and don't just be like here's a video on how to go spearfishing in New South Wales and then start talking about, I don't know, your product or service or, you know, something like that for the first two minutes because people are very likely to just tune out, go right back. And that's, yeah, a huge ranking signal that um, that your video potentially wasn't what people thought it was going to be. So keep it relevant and um, engaging straight up. We've all got the attention span of goldfishes these days. Uh, another ranking, really obvious, thumbs up, thumbs down. So people who give a thumbs up, similar to the comments, it's interaction. So people don't, more and more these platforms want to see not so much passive um, engagement but actually active engagement. So they want people to to take um, some action on your video and that's an indication to YouTube that your video is fantastic. Next and last ranking factor is video length. So longer videos um and this has been shown through a bunch of research, longer videos in general tend to rank better because once someone's engaged with your video, they're more likely to continue watching the video. And what that means for YouTube is more watch time and therefore a more engaged audience. So video length, if you can keep that video about 15 minutes or longer is about the mark, um, you're more likely to, to have a positive ranking influence there. Um, but the other thing there is don't make your video 15 minutes for no particular reason. If it if it should only go for two minutes, if it's only a quick video, only make it go for two minutes. But um, keep it contextual and, and keep it relevant. Um, but ideally you'd like to aim for that kind of longer sort of video length. Yeah, yeah. Longer does seem to rank better. And then like Marcel said, it's about finding that balance between how do I get people to watch 100% of my video but also make it, you know, engaging for that 100% um, of the of the time that that people are watching. Um, so that's on the ranking factors. So comments, make sure you're getting lots of those. Make sure people are subscribing after they're watching. Um, get people to share the video. Um, looking at your click-through rate, so com create compelling thumbnails and titles. Uh, get people to use thumbs up, hopefully not thumbs down. And then make sure your video length, you know, in general, a little bit longer but still engaging and still you need to focus on that UX, that user experience. Uh, so number four, we are looking at video optimization. So your video is now, you've, you've chosen your keyword, you've published your video, you've taken into consideration, you know, some of the ranking factors, but now you need to optimize that video. Um, so 
uh, we've got a, a few tips on that one. So one of the, the things to obviously keep in mind is the keyword that you've chosen in step one, you need to use that in the title and preferably towards the beginning of the title. So if your video is about spearfishing in New South Wales, maybe don't make it last weekend I went spearfishing in New South Wales. Um, make it spearfishing in New South Wales you know, June 2018, something like that. Um, so using that keyword at the beginning of your title and then also using that keyword in the other elements of your video when you are optimising it. And the other interesting one is also say the keyword. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of people think that that Google's always listening and YouTube's always listening and Facebook's listening, um, which could be true. Who knows? Um, it's true. <laughs> but <laughs> they're definitely listening to YouTube videos. So everything that's said on YouTube, um, YouTube has a, an AI algorithm that then transcribes all of that content that you're verbally saying into written text. And from there, it then looks at the keywords that you're saying. So if you're trying to, to rank for a keyword, but you never actually mention that keyword or anything to do with that topic throughout the video, you're far less likely to rank for that keyword because Google goes, hey, this might be clickbait or um, the title isn't matching what we think it should match. There's no content in the video that has anything to do with your title or description. So ensuring that you're actually talking about those keywords that you've mentioned in the title and the description, ensure that you mention those in the actual video itself. Um, and in terms of the actual video optimization, it's not too dissimilar to conventional like Google SEO. So if you are trying to rank for um, spearfishing in New South Wales using Carly's, Carly's example and you're creating a web page for it, the title would be spearfishing in New South Wales and you would have page content with spearfishing in New South Wales. And that's the equivalent to a YouTube video title and YouTube description. And the last thing that YouTube has are tags. So um, although tags don't hold a huge amount of importance in YouTube's algorithm, it's still important to have those tags there. Mm. And the tags will help you to rank for in the, you know, the, the right-hand column if you're watching a video, you know, similar videos. So sometimes that's what those tags will help with. But like anything, you can't just do one of these things. So whether it's, you know, you're trying to rank organically on Google or YouTube or Amazon, you can't just go, okay, I'm going to put the, I've chosen the perfect keyword. I put it in the title. I put it at the beginning. I'm done. You need to have a balance between all of these things. So you need to actually do a little bit, a lot. Um, so you need to have the keyword in your title. You need to have it in your description, in a tag. You need to say the keyword. You need to look at your, your ranking factors and make sure it's an engaging video. It's about having a balance between all of those things rather than just going, you know, I had an hour long video. I thought, you know, long videos were going to be it. Uh, why didn't that rank? Um, so, so finding that balance between between getting all of those um, key points right. Uh, with your description, um, best practice, just to give you a bit of an idea. So make your title five to ten words long. You want to definitely include your keyword at the beginning of the description without keyword stuffing. Your description, make it at least 250 words long um, and include that keyword two to four times within that description, but definitely within kind of the first one to two sentences or the first um, for that for that description. So at this stage, you know, your, your video is, you've chosen your keywords, you've posted a really highly engaging video, and now you've optimized it by putting that keyword in the title, the tags, the description, you've written a great description. So at this point, um, YouTube should know what you're, what you're on about. So the next one is promoting your video. So now that you've got your video up on YouTube, you've optimized it and you've worked out what the ranking factors are, and you've got a bit of a call to action to get people to subscribe and thumbs up at the end of the video. 
Um, the next thing is to promote your video. So what that means is actually getting it on your own website and using your own network across whether that's Facebook, Instagram, EDMs, your web traffic, um, organic search engine traffic, whatever that may be, but getting all of that extra traffic that you already have and leveraging the other platforms to drive traffic back to that video. And as far as YouTube's concerned, if they're getting all of this outside traffic that's hitting your video, they see that as a really positive ranking factor and then they're far more likely to show it organically in YouTube search. So one of the things that you can do there is just simply embed it in your website. Um, and that's really easy to do. You can get an embed code and you quite literally copy and paste it um, and then it's in your website. Um, and then following that, if you have an email database, a really good tactic is as you launch the video to then send out an EDM to your database um, and then corresponding with the video going live, as soon as it goes live, you then send that EDM out and then straight away you're getting a whole bunch of views right on YouTube um, or directly to your website, which is, you know, sending those views back to YouTube. Mm. And another tip that I really like when it comes to promoting your video or your latest bit of content um, is actually to to use your email signature. So if you're you're in a in a business where you know you're sending a lot of emails to your team, you can bulk update everyone in the team's email signature to have you know a banner that links to your latest YouTube video or your latest podcast, or or it simply is a bit of text at the bottom of your signature that, that says you know kind regards, Carly Andrews. P.S. Check out my latest podcast, um, my latest video whatever it is. So the more places you can leverage and the the different kind of channels that you can use to promote your video, um, the better. Yeah. Like Marcella said, it's a, it's a ranking factor. Uh, And the final thing is to optimize your page. So there's no point going in and making beautiful thumbnails, doing all this keyword research, making a fantastic video, promoting your video. If people get to your page and, you know, there's no profile picture, the name is a little bit odd or doesn't say much about, you know, what you are or who you are um, and your description is, is non-existent. So make sure your actual page is optimized as well. So you've got a, a place on your page or your channel to say, you know, a bit about yourself. So again, make that um, 250-ish words long and use some keywords in that. And uh, also, so your, your page ranks uh, just so if people are searching for spearfishing um, Australia and, you know, your channel has those, is, is popular, has a lot of subscribers, gets a lot of views, your actual channel can rank rather than just a video. And if your channel ranks, it's then very easy for people to see you as an authority in the area. Mm. And it's one of those things that adds to kind of your overall business's social proof. So let's say that you had a flower business that was called Bethany's Flowers and your domain was Bethany's Flowers and then you had a Facebook page that was Bethany's Flowers and an Instagram account and a YouTube account. When someone searches your uh, your business name, Bethany's Flowers, you'll then go in your shop, your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, and then YouTube will be right there alongside them because like Carly said, that YouTube channel is actually a URL page of its own that can rank in Google. So um, there's so many other ways to, to drive traffic to uh, your channel, but search engine um, optimization for that particular channel page is just another one of those ways. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic point. And, and it's, like Marcel said, really important to make sure that whatever you call your business, that it is consistent across the web. Um, so you're not calling it, you know, one thing in one place and something else in another place. It happens all the time or the, the address is different or the phone number is different. Um, Google needs to know that you're you're consistent and that you are the same business and they use all of those factors to, um, to determine that. 
Um, so just a side note as well, I think um, one thing that, that is a really a, a big thing to talk about is when you're promoting your video, your YouTube video, often you'll want to leverage your Instagram followers and your Facebook followers. So just keep in mind with that, that kind of there's Google and YouTube, they're buddies, and then there's Facebook and Instagram and they're buddies. And so <laughs> they're kind of like you know, rivals in a way, you know, they're, they're giants and, um, and they both want to be doing really well, but they don't always play nicely together. And so if you're wanting to promote your YouTube video, posting it as a link on Facebook and a link on Instagram, probably isn't, you'll probably find isn't going to get that much traction. The reach is going to be, it's going to be demoted in the newsfeed because Facebook goes, uh, why would we send our users from Facebook to YouTube? So, um, one way to do it, honestly, I'm a bit torn on this. It'd be interesting to get your thoughts myself. So back in the day, you know, maybe 12 months ago, because this is this moves so fast that 12 months is back in the day. 12 months ago, I probably would have, and I think we we're probably on the same page there, posted a YouTube link to Facebook to promote the video, let the preview come up, of course, so that people know what they're clicking through to. And then, you know, a few days later, then post the video natively to Facebook. Uh, whereas now... I think that could actually be a little bit damaging because Facebook is so much about your engagement and that engagement ratio that I would actually be a little bit cautious of posting that YouTube link to Facebook at all because your reach and your engagement is probably going to be relatively low. And I would instead, I mean, it's a, it's a catch-22 because you, you want to promote it. So you don't take that as the, the right or the wrong. If you're going to to, if you want to do it, I would say do both. Post the link, the YouTube link to Facebook, then post the video natively on Facebook as well because Facebook wants a piece of that video pie. They want people watching video. They're promoting video more and more. Um, so it's important to cross-promote but also use the platforms kind of natively as well. Yeah, I totally agree with Carly and, and that strategy that Carly just said where you would post it to Facebook and then a couple of days later post the Instagram link and then have the preview and then delete the actual link itself is exactly what we used to do. But I think now so, uh, if you have a solid email database, you can do away with posting YouTube to Facebook because like Carly said, it can be somewhat damaging because now that Facebook algorithm, Facebook's algorithm is taking into account your overall engagement and that's also influencing um, your ads and how they perform and how expensive it's going to be to reach people through the ad platform, it's very much in your interest to ensure that everything that you're posting on your page is really engaging. So by posting YouTube link to your page could actually end up costing you more in the ad space as well as not reaching as many people. So I think if you have a really solid email database, uh, leverage that database to, to push the video out uh, using the YouTube link or even better use a, an embed uh, on your website. Um, and then for Facebook, I think posting it natively is probably the best way if you can, but obviously not everyone has that, that really good email database. And, and yeah, I guess at some point, some people might have to push it out through their Facebook, but I guess if you are doing it, just ensuring that you're allowing Facebook to generate that preview in the post, and then you can actually delete the URL itself. When you're looking at then how is this all going for you? So if you're, you've gone and you've done all of these things, YouTube has its own analytics. And so you can see, you know, where in the world are people watching your videos? How are they finding your videos? What are they searching for? 
for? What's their view time? Are they subscribing? They've got their own analytics, you know, within the channel, just like Google has analytics and Facebook has insights. Um, so go in there and, and measure it because that's what digital is about as well. You want to be able to measure and see, are you improving? And um, and let us know how this went for you and if you picked up anything interesting. Uh, I think that's all. Did you have anything else, Marcel? No. Nah, cool. Awesome. We'll uh, see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening to the Devote Digital Marketing Podcast. For your very own digital marketing health check, head over to devotedigital.com.au. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Devote Digital. Be sure to give us a follow while you're there.